0: Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the MatchNet podcast. We have with us Andrea Kuhn and Christian Nseka. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello. I always say Nseka, but you say Seca when you pronounce your name. Oh, no, Nseka. Nseka. It's it right before. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm not just being some weird American. Okay, so uh, I'm glad to have you guys because I'm tired of doing these alone, these podcasts. I like having give and take, and uh, I appreciate having you. So in the last episode we talked about limiting beliefs, In this episode we're going to talk about one of those limiting team beliefs. But this really, this conversation really started, and the reason I want to do this episode is because uh, I posted a video recently on the on our MatchNet YouTube channel, and the channel and the video was called "Why is it so hard to find someone?" Right? And basically in the video I was stating that. The the primary reason, and of course there are different factors, but the primary reason that it's hard to find someone is usually more to do with your own limiting beliefs and not so much to do with external factors or the church or the system or in all these things that we talked about in the last episode. And the reason I share that is because yes, there are certain uh, flaws in our system, in our like matching websites, for example. I'm not discrediting that at all. Uh, I know very, I think we, as a team know very, very well, what we can do better and what our responsibilities are, but I want to get into that. Like, what is our responsibility to help facilitate matchings through, through programs, through resources, but also what is the responsibility of the individual, the single, the candidate, right? So I posted that video and then I was talking with a a candidate, a sister, and she, she said, you know, she were having some give and take. I was giving her some mentoring and she's like, yeah, I watched your video. It was good, but you didn't talk about how crappy the websites are. <laughs> oh my god! She said you didn't talk about the fact that that you guys are make. You know, she didn't. Okay, she did not say this, but she did. She said you know she didn't talk about how how challenging it's uh, you know the system essentially is making it to find someone. And I was like, okay, that's a good point. Like that is actually a good point, and I really genuinely want to to define. Like, what is the responsibility of BFM? What can we do better? What can we as a team do better, which we're trying to do? And also, more importantly, for you guys who are listening, is what can you do better? And what is your responsibility, right? So that's ultimately what uh, I want to have a conversation about. And so what are your first thoughts about that?
1: I think my first thought straight off the top of my head is, is having a commitment to work regularly on the process. This is something that I find time and again with candidates There's a week or two of enthusiasm, and then they stop contacting me regularly, or they keep changing our appointment when we agree to meet. And I think that is the first thing: is really being committed to making a certain time every week and doing it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's a commitment on both sides, whether it's a matching supporter or somebody you've agreed to meet with from BFM, as well as the candidate. It's a commitment of both.
0: So having the commitment to just do something regularly yeah. as kind of a reminder maybe to jolt you a bit into it right and not just sit on your hands a little bit okay christian how about you
2: okay, i'm gonna go more on the system side <clears throat> You know, um, with the way the matching process is today uh all that we are trying to do and those who were before us the bfm presenter and the others thank yourself too uh, the idea is how to make it easier for our brothers and sisters to find a spouse. You know. So this is a process. It is a process of the process in the process. you know. So it will not be perfect uh, because it has to be adapted to circumstances to the time. You know? And one thing that we need to be mindful is that this process of having matching websites, they have, it has brought results. You know, many families, many first-gen mm-hmm. have found spouses using those websites. Even those who did not find a spouse using the website, they have had access to the website and they have had insights on what to do and what not to do in order to approach a family. They may have approached a family family friend or whatever, but the website has helped them uh, to find a way or even get the know-how to do that. So we should not just be knocking the websites down. We should be mindful. And that I can bring it to what Andrea said. It is about the people making the effort the website will not help everybody. That we know that, you know. But it is a platform that those who need it can use it. Uh, the result may be different because people are different. People's experiences are different. People's reality is different. So the result will not be the same. Just because somebody came to the website and got matched, that you no know, found a spouse in one week doesn't mean that. The person b can also do the same thing different timing different people different realities so the system is there to really help mm-hmm. not to create red tapes like you know, many people like to send message to the bfm you guys are creating oh, i saw another red tape oh this and that no we yeah. are here to help.
0: yeah right so essentially that they're the matching websites aren't perfect. They're not this, you know, at least in the standard of Tinder or eHarmony or whatever, you know, dating websites are out there. They're not up to that standard because we don't have a multi-million dollar budget, <laughs> primarily, right? But they do produce results. And actually, our surveys that we because we survey everyone that goes to the blessing, we found that 30% of people that go to the blessing did use a website, right? So that goes to say that it does produce results, and it's not the it's just not that people are portraying or or proud to announce that they found themselves on a matching website. It's, <laughs> uh, and that's just the the reality of it, right? So we'll, we'll talk about that, like our responsibility, and I think we should also talk about what is like is that really helpful to just say you know oh, the matching websites aren't great, therefore just there's no way to find someone. I don't know anybody. Uh, so, but what is our responsibility as the as a BFM, the matching, the matchnet team? Um, because currently there's there's the Blessing for You website, which is an international. So that's not necessarily our domain. Just to clarify things, there's OMS, channelgook.org, which is a an, what's what's the word? Non-associated, it's it's a grassroots organization company that the team has poured a lot of money and time into, like tremendous amount. And then there is the Matchbook, which is run by Blessed Family Association, which is also not part of BFM, right? So currently, as it stands, from my perspective and from our viewers, we don't have a matching platform from headquarters. Is that okay? And are we going in the direction of making one, Andrea?
1: <laughs> I mean, I definitely think our long-term goal should be to have our own um I think we should have something very professional of course that takes a lot of money and investment it's not going to happen overnight but you know we always want to be growing and developing we want to offer more resources and um like christian said people are different there are some people who really like the matching handbook and we created a workbook now there are other people who want videos who want to use websites there are Facebook groups, there are people who like to use social media to connect and find people. So I think there's never going to be one perfect system. We're, we're always going to have multiple tools to help people to find their spouse.
0: Right. Okay. So so we don't have a website currently f- from uh, the American BFM and national headquarters. However, we are currently in the talks about making one and integrating MatchNet into becoming a, a matching, a profile-based matching website. Um, that's in the works. I don't know if I'm announcing this too soon, but I know that the, <laughs> the entire national uh, ministry and team is really serious about this, and we've been meeting about it. So that's uh, to look forward to. Uh, let's also talk about some other resources, because that mat- the BFM does provide to help people f- facilitate matching, because the matching website is not the only way to find people, right? So what are some of those resources that we have?
1: I mean, we used to have parents matching convocations in person before COVID. Um, Things have changed a lot since then, Um, they've moved online, but that's opened up a whole opportunity of attending intercontinental PMCs, which I think has been a great blessing for many people. I, I know quite a few couples, my candidates included, who found a match by attending international PMCs in the last couple of years.
0: Great. PMCs. Yeah, those are great. So keep an eye for that. We also have 24 plus, right? Oh, 24 yeah. plus
1: yeah.
0: retreats and online retreats. Great place for people over uh, 24 years old. Christian, you have a group of, you're working with a few resources, right?
2: Yeah, that one is mostly information-based. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, probably we should make clear here is that you no, know, um, the mission of the bless of the BFM really first and foremost is to protect the integrity of the blessing, and also in relationship with uh, singles or families, it is to protect the people that we are representing, the candidates, the singles, the families. It is to protect them. You know, this is probably uh, it's possible that like, the people who are criticizing the uh, profile, the matching profile websites, may want to see a style of dating website, but uh, the matching profile websites are not dating sites. And I don't really think that they should be uh, used as dating sites because that doesn't protect uh, our brothers and sisters. The idea is to protect Mm -hmm. our brothers and sisters. Are there some brothers and sisters who are hurt using the matching profile websites? Yes. But I bet you that number is less compared to if we made it a dating website or if we made them a dating websites. So really, we try to protect the integrity of the blessing, and also we try to protect our brothers and sisters, protect our our children, protect our families. You know, uh, whether first gen, second gen, we try to protect every candidate who registers with the BFM here in North America and. I know that every BFD in every region has the same goal. So does the international headquarters. We always try to find ways of how to make it accessible, how to help our brothers and sisters, but at the same time keep them safe. You know. Uh, So will it satisfy everybody? Again, no. But people should know that everything that we are doing. what they call red tapes, quote-unquote, actually are in place to protect them. Yeah,
0: yeah thanks for sharing that. <clears throat> That's a good perspective, I think, to have. So the match, what MatchNet is, so we just did a program called MatchNet Connect, which was a six-week program of meeting together to connect with people, network, socialize, and also receive education. So if you were part of that or if you know of that program, I think that the future of our networking with people is going to look similar to that in that matching like societally speaking, we're conditioned to want to have like dating websites, quote unquote, and and, like go through a feed of, you know, 100 men or women and kind of pick and choose who we want to connect. Like we're conditioned to want that kind of thing. But I think it's actually not the most effective way to, this is my theory. I think it's not the most effective way to find someone. Uh, I think it's not an effective way to understand somebody based on what they write about themselves or based on what they look like based on photos, right? I think both of those are not important factors. But really, it's about meeting someone. That's how you get to know someone. We've been doing that since the beginning of time. That's how we've been able to, to socialize and, and see who is an appropriate uh, partner is through actually talking. Meeting and talking about things and having give and take and and killing a lion together and no not doing that but you know I'm saying right so that's why I think actually stuff like twenty four plus I think is going to be the direction we're going like actual physical not physical like virtual or physical getting together having conversations based on the idea of we're brother and sister you're a child of God how are you doing. Let's get to know each other as a family, not on the basis of you know speed dating or or asking these really intimate questions about each other. It's like no, we got to we've got to create the habit and learn how to communicate with people as family. And on that foundation, if you have the foundation of all the stuff we talk about, you know, relationship with God, understanding the blessing, you want the blessing, you've done the preparation, you're a candidate on that foundation, then yeah, your team, your families can can communicate with each other and see if it's a match. So. I personally believe that the future of these matching uh, systems, profiles, websites is going to be more of a connective experience where we meet every week and we just get to know each other, ask questions, good question, and it's fun, it's interactive. And if you decide to pursue a relationship, you can check out uh, one of their profiles online and then you can go from there, right? So that's where I'm hoping that we're going to be going in the next few years with what MatchNet is and developing more programs like that. Uh, any other opportunities people have or
1: any thoughts on that i have a few thoughts on it back to the beginning of what you just said about people wanting to um, you know like have a dating website and have hundreds of people to look at and decide and I, actually my experience has been quite different um, we had a global pmc back in um, just before christmas and um, one one family after this were approached by 29 other families and this poor young brother was just So completely overwhelmed by these profiles, how to figure out who do we choose? You know, I I think I do agree with you. I think it's much better, you know, to have kind of these small group settings where you're just talking with three or four other people Mm -hmm. and having an intentional conversation. So we're definitely not talking speed dating or anything like that. It is going there with a purpose and intention to really look to get to know people, to be ready to share your own heart and have the intention of finding your future spouse. And that's what MatchNet Connect is trying to do is to like Christine said, to set up a safe framework where people can meet in a a safe space with clear guidelines. And also we want to give topics of discussion to really help you and guide you that it is very clear and intentional in your purpose. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and you know, another thing is that we are, this is something that we really don't, realize because of how we live our lives, we just go on living our lives the way generations have lived their lives. But the truth is that we are a global family here, you know, and we are establishing something new. You know, this is we we, we see ourselves not only as God's children, but we also see ourselves as true parents' children. You know So this is a global family. And because it is a global family, there is a global culture, you know? And the way our websites are set up, the way the system of, even the system just of matching the way it is set up, it is like global family trying to put children of the global family. You know, a family in the US or in Canada may contact a family in Brazil. Why? Even though they don't speak the same language, but the 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 underlying the underlying relationship is we are brothers and sisters. You know, it is a global family. And that is the protective true parents' love. You know, that is what is protecting us, that is where we are, you know. And so the idea of, you know, like you said, Benji, trying to get 100, whatever speed date, you know that it kind of like destroys the spirit of what your parents are trying to do. You know, staying within the spirit of what your parents are trying to do, we have to look look at each other. Of course, it happens that some people may not look at it like that. Some parents may not look at it like that. Some of us may not look at it like that, but we need to look at ourselves, each other as we are family, regardless of the skin color, regardless of uh, where we live, Uh, region or whatever, whatever, whatever. Language. We are family. Global family. Global family. When I reach to a family in Japan, I'm reaching to my relative in Japan. Reaching out to my relative in Japan. For my child, who is their cousin, their nephew, or their niece. You know, that's how it should be.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Christian. You always bring that vertical (sighs) hammer of god down on us thank you very
2: much welcome
0: (laughs) okay so the direction i want to go in this episode is really okay that's that's our responsibility and i think we all have responsibility and we're taking ownership of that and we're doing our best so at the same time i think people listen to this and they go but 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 so if you find yourself going but 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 did you know you know what about this that if you find yourself going that then the last episode we did about limiting beliefs is the one that you really should listen to so uh obviously there's a responsibility of the system or whatever you want to call it the, the church the movement but more obviously is that every individual has the responsibility and the ownership to take action to do something and the, ep- the last episode we, we did, if you didn't listen to already, was all about how having a limiting belief about yourself, about something, does not actually serve you, the individual, we're talking about you now, it does not serve you in finding the matching, the blessing, and creating that radiant, vibrant blessing that you want to create, that successful marriage. Even if it's true, this is the point, even if it's true that the system is flawed, uh, the odds are stacked against you, even if it's true, because of that mole on your face that no one's going to accept you, <laughs> which is not, by the way. Disclaimer. Even if it's true, is that going to stop you? That's what we're really trying to get to. If even if it's true, are you going to let that limit limiting belief stop you from taking action and going out there? Right. So we can uh, wrap it up. Do you guys want to say anything before everyone heads out?
2: Yeah, personally, I just want to say that uh, you know it takes a lot to for a person to put themselves out there uh, to start a matching process. It takes a lot because it takes faith, because you don't know how long it's going to take you, where it's going to lead you. You know, uh, I just want to encourage everybody who's looking for a matching uh, to just remain faithful, uh, to be patient, uh, to just. Try to find out how you can use the system to your advantage. You know, the system has limitations, yes. But sometimes those limitations may even benefit you. You never know. You know? So try to use the system to your advantage as much as you can. Because you can use the system to better yourself.
1: I would like to just end actually with a quote from an um, older couple who only got blessed in their 30s. And they said, in in their matching process what really kept them going was know your what and why which is what you want to do and why you want to go to the blessing but to surrender your when and how it's going to happen so don't rely on a system don't rely on the websites empower yourself there are so many possibilities to do this and you don't need a system to to help you get there This system is available but the real power is in the action you take every day with your parents with your matching team and that's the part you're responsible for on the part that you can influence so please feel strong and feel confident in yourself and that you have the power to do this and everything else is just a tool it's a potential tool that's all
0: yeah thank you andrea Oops. for those Oops. words we'll kind of close anyone that's listening to this you guys then do consider following on the podcast or subscribing on YouTube wherever you're listening to this Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Pod, wherever. And because we're putting episodes and stuff just for you guys to help you out and get you thinking. If you didn't check out the last episode about limitations, then go ahead and check that out. Uh, yeah, if you want to join the MatchNet program, week you can find it at MatchNet.us and consider joining that. All right, it's
1: good to have you guys. God bless. Bye bye bye, thank you. bye. bye. bye.